with insights and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world. Welcome to the Cindy Gross Show, talk radio's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross, featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. And now, Cindy Gross. Welcome to the Cindy Gross Show. I am your host, Cindy Gross, and I am happy to be Talk Radio's premier Jewish woman activist. And tonight's show is all about being a Jewish woman activist. We have a big show tonight, so welcome into my corner and join me in my opening pearls of wisdom. Tonight is a very unique show. Since I started hosting the show, I've been talking to you about the importance of local elections. Tonight, we are actually hosting two candidates in a special local election. And you're telling me why is this important on a national level? Because I want each and every one of you to learn about every candidate on a local level, because they are actually making the decisions on local issues that affect you every day such as infrastructure with streets, safety in local schools, local small business owners work with the local elected officials. And most important, they are the most accessible to you. They want to meet you, they want to know you, and they want your help. Also, many of these local officials go on to bigger jobs on state level and even national So many of today's people in Washington started out in assemblies and state senates, legislators, local mayors, because activism in politics and a career in politics is what they chose. Tonight's special election is featuring two Jews, which is another big issue for me. Is it good to have two religious Jews fighting in public for elected office? We're going to ask our candidates. I must tell you that the campaigns from both candidates sponsored their uh, appearances. And in addition, we're going to be featuring in another Pearl of Wisdom that you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy, the best in kosher wines and liquors. And it is now Passover preparation time, Easter, and many people are prepping for spring parties. So sit back and stay tuned. We have some very exciting headliners newsmakers and trendsetters for you on the Cindy Gross Show. Just in time for Passover, Easter, and spring, Kosher CBD has what you need to ease your stress and enjoy all of the festivities. Kosher CBD is a kosher certified CBD company with something for everyone. We have Star K and CRC of Williamsburg certified on all of our products. CBD is derived from the hemp plant. However, there are no psychoactive effects. Why use Kosher CBD products over any other brands? Quality is key. We work with a factory that has a patented formula that creates the best gum that's most enjoyable enjoyable to chew. Our CBD products are all made using U.S. grown organic pure hemp. It is purely and properly extracted and lab tested to ensure we are offering the best quality. We are proud of the research we put into sourcing the highest quality products. We have four product lines. CBD line with both gums and mints. Immunity pack, gums and chewable tablets. Focus, an incredible product that combines CBD, caffeine, and theanine in the trifecta effect of focus. And pure full spectrum CBD oil. We have four strengths so everyone can reap the benefits of CBD. Visit our website at koshercbd.com and our Instagram handle, koshercbdofficial. Use code CINDY10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. The eight-day holiday of Passover begins at sundown April 15th through April 23rd and is celebrated by Jews around the world with two nights of festive meals, the seder, and lots of wine, four cups each night to symbolize freedom from bondage. The folks at Royal Wine Corp., the largest manufacturer, importer, and exporter of kosher wine, offers wines from all over the world in every price point. Founded in 1848, Royal Wine Corp.'s mission is to be the premier manufacturer, importer, and distributor of specialty wines, spirits, and liqueurs from around the world. The commitment to perfection and family tradition spans over eight generations and has experienced growth since its beginning. Royal's portfolio of domestic and international wines ranges from traditional wine-producing regions of France, 
Italy and Spain to up-and-coming ones like Israel, New Zealand, and Argentina. Additionally, Royal Wine Corp Spirit and Liqueur Portfolio offers some of the most sought-after scotches, bourbons, tequilas, and vodkas, as well as hard-to-find specialty items such as flavored brandies and liqueurs. To find out more, visit the Royal Wine website and find out where you can pick up all your wine needs or order online with discounts on many favorites. Prairie Street Prime is revolutionizing the luxury kosher experience by delivering Star Case certified, USDA Prime, high choice, and dry aged kosher beef, veal, and lamb right to your door. With culinary excellence, education, and community at the heart of our mission, we're demystifying kosher cuisine and empowering our community with innovative recipes and chef led tutorials that build confidence and foster fun in the kitchen. Our latest offering, dry aged beef, takes luxury kosher cuisine to a whole new level. You can currently get all of our rib-based beef and briskets dry-aged with additional products coming just in time for Passover. Each step in our process is thoughtfully curated and Star K approved to ensure your meat strictly adheres to kosher protocols. Order now at prairiestreetprime.com for delivery anywhere in the U.S. Find us on Instagram and enter our dry age sweepstakes before Monday, April 4th, 2022 for a chance to win our four bone USDA prime 28 day dry age prime rib or our USDA prime 28 day dry age tomahawk. Prairie Street Prime is your luxury kosher experience. You're listening to America's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross. Welcome back and get ready for more of Cindy's exclusive insights and analysis right here on the Cindy Gross Show. Welcome back to the Cindy Gross Show. With me now is Ari Eric Brown, the Republican running in the special election for assembly and as I mentioned, local governments are now more important than even national because everybody is talking about infrastructure. Well, who are the people that are the closest to infrastructure rather than, you know, other than your local officials? And Ari is here to tell you all about his campaign and why he is the candidate for you. Ari, welcome to the show. Thank you, Cindy, for inviting me to your show. I so appreciate at- the opportunity. Well, as I have said to our audience, we are not going to talk about backgrounds. They could reach out to you to find out your background, your issues, and how to donate and volunteer for your campaign, which is a very active campaign. Please share right now the website, and we will do it again at the end of the interview. Brownforassembly.com. Either way is fine. Brown with the number four or spelling it out. You are currently the deputy mayor in the village of Cedarhurst. And you are, I'm going to say, a Republican like myself. You are a member of Jewish Vote GOP, which I do run. You are always participating in whatever we do, whether it's a Zoom meeting or asking a question. And uh, you are very well known in the Cedarhurst community. Why did you decide to run now at this time? Though I've been serving for over two decades in many different capacities in town and local boards, I'm never, I was never the politician. My head, keep my head down. I'm looking to serve. I'm a public servant. And that's how Andy Parisi, our mayor, taught us to be. With this whole crime issue going on, this cashless bail, hey, listen, this, the civility has been lost on society. I've heard about it. I don't watch much television. But look what happened at the Oscars last night. Uh, one guy slapped Will Smith slapping the other guy. Civility is lost on us today, where people can just rob and rape and, and all of this, and they just get out, it's enough. And there's other issues, but crime has been the most important issue when I've walked all the streets and spoken to people. So when I spoke to you previously, I told you I wanted you to share with the audience the top three issues that are going to be uh, the keystone of when you get elected, what you plan to work on. So you safety, discuss crime. Safety, safety, safety. safety, safety. Cindy, first and foremost, we can talk about infrastructure, which I don't think anybody's more experienced than I. I I, paved endless amounts of roads for our municipality without using taxpayer dollars. I can talk about this endlessly. But if a government can't keep their citizens, their neighbors, their friends, their family safe, there is nothing else. There is nothing else. 
you know, we, 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 we can talk about taxes and real estate taxes. We can talk about all of this. First, we have to keep everybody safe or there isn't going to be a society. And only and how, the Republicans are talking about that issue. How are you planning to keep us safe? What are some of the initiatives that you plan to introduce in Albany? I'll work with my uh, Republican Assembly uh, people in, in, in Albany and repeal this lunatic, lunatic cashless bail thing that they that they passed. You know, we're, listen, uh, Todd Kaminsky went down simply because he was one of the authors of this whole cashless bail law. Uh, it wasn't I, I just Todd Kaminsky. Uh, Laura Curran went down with it. And uh, the town of Hempstead, the entire board went down with it. That was Democrat. Uh, we have a commissioner, Pat Ryder, who I'm close with, worked with side by side for many years. Uh, it's an endless discussion. It's the only discussion. You catch someone, he's got to let him go. And over and over and over and over again. There's this one guy I always remember because the name, you know, superhero, Man of Steel Rodriguez committed 47 crimes. Finally, he, like, I don't know what he did to somebody, and they finally had to put him in jail 47 times. Once wow. is enough. And listen, I understand maybe things need to be tweaked as far as bail is concerned. But to, 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 to take the power away from the judge completely, that he just has to let him go, let, let the judges decide what they're going to do with these people. So it's no secret that New York, out of the... 50 states is the bluest state. We've even now uh, gone lower than California. It is no secret that uh, Albany, where you will be working, Democrats have a supermajority. How do you plan on dealing with that crisis? I think this year, more than ever, there's going to be a massive red wave. Every poll shows today that, that our future governor, Lee Zeldin, is far and away ahead of Kathy Hochul. And we see that in every local poll. I've been traveling my district, as I always have for the last 20-something years, meeting you know, my friends and neighbors, as I did this Saturday when I was in Point Lookout, whether it was Democrat or liberal, whether, whether I'm in Oceanside or Lido Beach or Long Beach. Everybody's saying we've had it with the Democrats. It's enough. They're not going to get our vote. And more so. They don't want to vote, you know, throw their money into New York City, which is really where my opponent is coming from. He's aligned himself with the New York City Assembly, former and current Assembly people looking to raise funds for schools and things in that area. And that's very nice. Move to Far Rockaway and and, and, and vote for city issues. We're on Long Island. I grew up on Long Island. I've always lived on Long Island. I grew up in Franklin Square. I've lived in Cedars for 31 years. My, my concern is keeping Long Island safe, all of Long Island. And, the, and, and, and I'll tell you, Cindy, that this is the concern of all of the assembly people. Most of the assembly, Republican assembly, took a trip, some even traveling six hours to come down to meet me yesterday in the Island Park in our future Congressman Anthony Desposito's headquarters. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of volunteers came out from all walks of life. Could you imagine where have we heard this for an assembly race? It's because people have had enough with this city-minded way of thinking like my opponent has. So we have to ask you, because it is a very big issue locally, and it's something uh, people do want to address, and that is a lot of this development that's going on. It's happened in Oceanside. You have it in Woodmere. You're very involved in Cedarhurst with the Pearsall Project. Uh, tell us about what is going on and your stand on it. All right. So let's break this down into a few different things. You mentioned the Pearsall project. We know what the, our neighbors know, what they presented to our neighbors is what we know. And certainly no decision is made. I am a builder. I've been doing that for over 40 years and actually more than that. I, so, so I have my own thoughts. I'm the chairman of architectural review in my village. I, I've sat on many town and local boards where development uh, has been discussed, approved, and not approved. Uh, each each area, each community has to decide what's right for them. I don't know what's going to be with any of these projects. We have to hear it out, and if there's merit, and if it's safe, and if it's not going to cause congestion, that's how we'll make our decision. Uh, but the, the the bigger issue why this has come up is the governor, uh, Hochul, Kathy Hochul, has tried to get rid of what's called single-family zoning. 
Why does she want to do it? It's not necessarily she wants to have multifamily. She wants people to be able to take their garages and make it into accessory buildings to rent out to whomever. I grew up in suburbia. When I was a kid in Franklin Square, there were still farms. I'm not looking to have farms necessarily, which is very nice, but there's a quality of life that people from Far Rockaway in Brooklyn and they're wonderful people don't understand what it's like to have grown up in suburbia. People move to Long Island because of the suburban way of life. And sometimes, you know, we, we have people coming from the city who are trying to take that apart. I mean, this is exactly what the governor is trying to do. Well, we went to a meeting and it seemed as if the Cedarhurst board is kind of for it based on discussions. Uh, do you have any updates on that or is there a meeting Absolutely. coming up? I think in May or April, there was discussion about setting a meeting for the whole public. Again, we heard what you heard. I will tell you wholeheartedly, not one board member has made a decision one way or another about the local project. We have to hear it out. We have to really hear the whole full scope of it. How could anybody make a decision without knowing and hearing from the community? This affects the entire community. But that goes with any project, whether it's a single family subdivision, a multifamily subdivision, or changing a use. What she, the bigger issue is not uh, is not necessarily the congestion. It's taking a single family house and making accessory apartments out of sheds and garages, which which is what's caused mayhem. When, so, when, when a multifamily project is approved, there's a lot that goes into it. People just don't throw this the wood up in the air and wherever it lands, they assemble a building. Research as far as traffic studies and, 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 and fire marshal issues and egress and ingress and light and ventilation and, and shadow studies are done. All of this happens with, with a proper plan. But when someone has a single family home and the governor says, go ahead, make your garage into an apartment, none of that happens. And it's a health and safety issue. Aside from the quality of life issues, uh, we want to keep Long Island, Long Island, period. If someone wants to get financing for city schools and have a city way of life, great. Go ahead. Go go campaign in the city. It's not the place for here in Long Island. One last question before we close. Uh, the five towns area of your district used to be part of Nassau County State Senate District. It is now part of Queens. So when you talk about the overlap, and it happens to be now represented by a major leader, James Sanders, that not too many people on Long Island know about. I happen to know about him. I know him. Uh, And I could tell you that this is going to be what you just brought up. Here is Queen's representation on a bigger level in our area. How are you going to address that? (laughs) Sandy, you couldn't have said it better than me. You've made my point so much more eloquently than I could ever have done. Exactly as I said, the groups and my opponent are simply trying to make Long Island like the city. And these, the state Senate seat issue, which Gabriel Boxer hopefully will take and win and represent us and represent Long Island the way we're hoping for, uh, you know, is, is what should happen. But my opponent is trying to take Cedarhurst and Lawrence and push them into the far Rockaway thing. His whole campaign is bringing those schools and setting up uh, parlor meetings uh, with with city schools, whether it's a yeshiva or whatever. We're on Long Island. Turn around and face Long Island. I think you should have your back to anybody. Always try to help people from all walks of life. But your district is from Inwood to Point Lookout. Don't try to push us into a district like they did with the state senate. Ari Brown, a friend. I know you a long time. I have to be honest because I'm trying to be as I'm going to have both of you on this show. I want the community to learn about you. And I want people nationally listening. Get involved in your local elections. If we learned anything, we've got to get involved in school boards and judgeships and in special elections. Don't make this an election that there's no turnout and you might not like the results at the end. Where can they reach you again one last time? Brownforassembly.com. Thank you so much for joining the Cindy Gross Show. Stick around for more of exclusive interviews and news analysis. Cindy will be right back after these important messages. 
just in time for Passover, Easter, and spring, Kosher CBD has what you need to ease your stress and enjoy all of the festivities. Kosher CBD is a kosher certified CBD company with something for everyone. We have Star K and CRC of Williamsburg certified on all of our products. CBD is derived from the hemp plant. However, there are no psychoactive effects. Why use Kosher CBD products over any other brands? Quality is key. We work with a factory that has a patented formula that creates the best gum that's most enjoyable to chew. Our CBD products are all made using U.S.-grown organic pure hemp. It is purely and properly extracted and lab-tested to ensure we are offering the best quality. We are proud of the research we put into sourcing the highest quality products. We have four product lines. CBD line with both gums and mints. Immunity pack, gums and chewable tablets. Focus, an incredible product that combines CBD, caffeine, and theanine in the trifecta effect of focus. And pure full-spectrum CBD oils. We have four strengths so everyone can reap the benefits of CBD. Visit our website at koshercbd.com and our Instagram handle, koshercbdofficial. Use code CINDY10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. The eight-day holiday of Passover begins at sundown April 15th through April 23rd and is celebrated by Jews around the world with two nights of festive meals, the seder, and lots of wine, four cups each night to symbolize freedom from bondage. The folks at Royal Wine Corp., the largest manufacturer, importer, and exporter of kosher wine, offers wines from all over the world in every price point. Founded in 1848, Royal Wine Corp.'s mission is to be the premier manufacturer, importer, and and distributor of specialty wines, spirits, and liqueurs from around the world. The commitment to perfection and family tradition spans over eight generations and has experienced growth since its beginning. Royal's portfolio of domestic and international wines ranges from traditional wine-producing regions of France, Italy, and Spain to up-and-coming ones like Israel, New Zealand, and Argentina. Additionally, Royal Wine Corp. Spirit and Liqueur Portfolio offers some of the most sought-after scotches, bourbons, tequilas, and vodkas, as well as hard-to-find special items such as flavored brandies and liqueurs. To find out more, visit the Royal Wine website and find out where you can pick up all your wine needs or order online with discounts on many favorites. Prairie Street Prime is revolutionizing the luxury kosher experience by delivering Star Case certified, USDA Prime, high choice and dry aged kosher beef, veal and lamb right to your door. With culinary excellence, education and community at the heart of our mission, we're demystifying kosher cuisine and in empowering our community with innovative recipes and chef-led tutorials that build confidence and foster fun in the kitchen. Our latest offering, dry-aged beef, takes luxury kosher cuisine to a whole new level. You can currently get all of our rib-based beef and briskets dry-aged, with additional products coming just in time for Passover. Each step in our process is thoughtfully curated and Star K approved to ensure your meat strictly adheres to kosher protocols. Order now at prairiestreetprime.com for delivery anywhere in the U.S. Find us on Instagram and enter our dry age sweepstakes before Monday, April 4th, 2022 for a chance to win our four bone USDA Prime 28 day dry age prime rib or our USDA Prime 28 day dry age tomahawk. Prairie Street Prime is your luxury kosher experience. You're listening to America's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross. Welcome back and get ready for more of Cindy's exclusive insights and analysis right here on The Cindy Gross Show. Joining us now is David Lobo. He is running in a special election, and I emphasize to you the importance of getting involved in special elections and in local elections. This is for assembly. This is in Long Island, and this is for New York. But it doesn't matter where you live nationally. You should be involved in any election that you have the privilege to vote. David, thank you for joining our show. Please tell the audience, first of all, where they can reach out to you if they want to learn more about you, how to donate and volunteer. Well, first of all, Cindy, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate uh, being given the opportunity to talk to your audience. Um, You could donate, or first of all, my assembly website is lobelforassembly.com. You could donate um, via checks to Friends of David Lobel. I'm sure we could get the address out. 
And honestly, the best way to contact me is on my cell. Um, I'll say it. I'll say it twice so people can write it down. It's 347-784-4892. 347-784-4892. It's my cell. It's not a Google voice number. Look, you know, I'm running to be your representative and you should be able to reach out to me whenever you want. So I am a Republican, but I love discussions with people from the other party because we don't have much of it these days. And I came up in a time when we were represented by the two best senators working together, Moynihan and D'Amato. You are running in a time when in Albany, the New York State Capitol, there is a supermajority of Democrats in power. And in fact, there is a group of religious Jews. Tell us why this is important to your constituents. Well, first of all, Cindy, I think what people are starving for is sensible representation, right? Not to get caught up in all the noise. Now, to your point about the supermajority, the breakup of the assemblies, there's 150 members of the state assembly. 107 are Democrats. 43 are Republican. Now, in order to get anything done in Albany, you have to be a member of the majority. And I should add, it's not just a a Democrat thing, right? When the Republicans held the Senate, when the Republicans from Long Island held the Senate, they want to bring Democratic bills to the floor for a vote. I mean, that's just, you know, the way politics works. We could argue whether it's right or not, but that's the situation we find ourselves in. And I think people in this district want to get things done. Right. And it's not so much, oh, well, you're a Democrat. Oh, you're a Republican. It's not so much the the letter after your name. People want results. People want to feel that they have a voice in Albany. And that's what I intend to do. You know, I, I to go back to your point about, you know, Democrat, Republican. I challenge anybody. Find me the last time a Republican member of the state assembly passed a bill. Forget about introducing a bill. Anybody could introduce a bill. When was the last time a bill that was introduced by a member of the Republican conference came to the floor for a vote? People want to be represented. Your district is a district that is currently uh, being represented by a Republican. But as we see, especially with redistricting, there's been a big uh, change for blue or Democratic win. Tell us. A little bit about that. So every year there is a um, there is what's called a redistricting committee, and they shift the lines, the legislative lines, so both the Senate and the House are are both shifted. The lines for this particular assembly seat have only changed minimally. There's not a significant change. The Senate district has changed significantly, where the five towns portion of the district has now moved into the Queens portion of the district. But the special election is on the current lines. When I run for re-election in November, that'll be on the new lines. What are the top three issues you're running on? Public safety, responsible leadership, and public safety. I think, you know, safety is such an important issue that I feel that a, a lot a lot of our language in politics has quite frankly become irresponsible. And I think the, one of the main things that I want to do, I think one of the main things people are going to elect me to do is to sort of fix that. So what do you say when they say bail reform and Democrat together? Bail reform is terrible. Um, I'm a Democrat. I have no problem saying it. I have no problem calling out anybody that thinks bail reform is a good idea. And when I'm elected, I'll actually have the ability to do something about it. And, and more than that, I'm, I'm happy to work with Republicans, Cindy. Like, I, I don't care what letter is after your name. Like, if you could benefit my district, I'm there. I'm there. I'll have a press conference on Central Avenue with Republicans. I'm, I'm there. Where do you live? I live in Cedarhurst. So you live within the district and you didn't just yeah, move here? No, no. And honestly, I, I think there's a whisper campaign that that I did. And quite honestly, it's it's insulting. I have I have two passports. I have an American passport and I have an Israeli passport. And throughout my time in in politics in New York and other places, 
you know, I was always faced with, oh, he's a Jew. He only cares about the Jews, right? Oh, he's an Israeli citizen, right? And I've always had to deal with these sort of dog whistles. And, and I feel that here, and it's, it's shameful, and it's, it's personally hurtful. So you have relationships with uh, constituents outside the Jewish community. I have friends that live all across the state that are uh, that aren't Jewish, and that you could oh, coal- yeah, yeah, of that you could build coalitions with. A oh, big, absolutely. A big issue in this uh, community is overdevelopment and uh, luxury uh, luxury overdevelopment, for lack of a better word. Do you have any thoughts on that and what you plan to do? You know, recently we, so I live, I live um, right off a of Rockway Turnpike. So whenever we go to, to Brooklyn or my in-laws in Queens or the city, you know, you drive down and you got to pass by Brookville and it's always bottlenecked. And then, you know, one day, all of a sudden there's this giant warehouse that's being built. And you start asking people, what is this? And it's like, oh, we're going to have all these tractor trailers And then you find out that there's $12 million or 10 to $12 million in tax breaks that they got to build this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I I live four blocks away. Nobody mentioned this to me. How how does this just happen in our communities where developers are given huge tax breaks and there is zero community input? I just don't understand that. I think, like, the fundamental function of government is to be there for your constituents and to just ram through these developments in backroom deals where tens of millions of dollars in taxpayer money are being given without any community development or input is frankly wrong. And this is happening all over the country, not just in our area. Tell us how this affects safety. So I, I take my daughter to the bus. Um, let's say, let's just take Arlington Road, for example, in Cedarhurst, right? There are stop signs every block. Those stop signs, me and all my neighbors, we like to call them optional because nobody actually stops. And part of the reason is that with all this overdevelopment, you are creating so many, so much more vehicular traffic and you're not building out the infrastructure. And that creates a safety concern in a respect. Because you have all these cars, you don't have enough police to enforce the traffic laws or to enforce stop signs. And you have these cars just zooming down streets during pickup time, during school dismissal time. And people don't have to get hurt. You look at Peninsula Avenue, Peninsula, right? You got tractor trailers just barreling down there. You have all the airport traffic coming. Why aren't we building infrastructure? Not to mention all the accidents that are being reported every day. Right. And where what are we doing about it? We're just giving away money to develop more property, create a larger impact on our infrastructure. And we're not doing anything about it. So maybe, you know, we like to say, you know, fund the police. Well, yeah, let's fund the police so they could do their jobs and keep us safe. Right. Like, we need more police to enforce traffic laws. People don't have to die for the county or for the state to take action. One last question before we close. I am a proud Jewish activist. Obviously, from this discussion, you are very proud of your Judaism. It is no secret that many in the Democratic Party have voiced anti-Zionist, anti-Semitic, uh, words and have tried and some actions. How do you plan on protecting our Jewish faith and working and building coalitions to stop the anti-Semitism? So, you know, I don't think that that's a Democratic Party issue alone. I think if you look at both fringes, there is certainly one extreme on the left where if you mention I don't know, you mentioned Ukraine, right? And somehow it becomes Israel's fault. Like, you know, there are people that are just eager to tie anything that goes on in the world to Israel. And now if you look at the far right, you could say Ukraine and they'll say, well, Nazis and Holocaust, right? So there, you have these two, you have the fringe left, everything is Israel. And you have the fringe right, everything is 
everything is the Holocaust. And I think what I want to do is sort of bring the, the conversation back to the center and let's focus on issues at hand. But directly to answer your question, I have no problem standing up against Democrats and calling it out. And I have no problem standing up against Republicans calling it out either. So once again, please share your website and how people can reach out to you. And also, who has endorsed you? So I have been endorsed by Assemblymember Eichenstein, Assemblymember Rosenthal, Assemblywoman Pfeffer Amato, um, former Assemblymember Goldfeder. So like I am trying to create allies within the state legislature. So when I get there, I actually have the ability to get things done. David Lobel, thank you so much for joining the Cindy Gross Show. Thank you so much for having me on, Cindy. I much appreciate it. Joining us now is a friend to the show, Gabriel Geller of Royal Wines, because you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy and you don't have to be Jewish to appreciate the great wines of Royal Wines. It is probably the largest distributor of kosher wines around the world. Uh, wines come from probably every continent. I can't think of one you don't represent. <laughs> and of course, you have all these great spirits and it's springtime. So we are getting ready for our holiday of Passover. But there are going to be many festivities for Easter. And of course, people are now preparing for summer entertaining and Memorial Weekend and June weddings. And it's never too soon to order a good case of wine. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Cindy. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, I just want to tell everybody, not only is Gabe somebody who distributes wine, he actually enjoys wine. So when he gives us the recommendations, it's from firsthand knowledge, and he really (laughs) appreciates sharing it with us. So as we said, uh, people all around the country are looking at empty shelves. They're seeing places that are uh, not getting product. But I know from Royal Wines, everyone can order. Everyone can buy at a location. Tell us how easy it is to get Royal Wines. Okay. So first of all, if you're in the tri-state area, especially in New York and New Jersey, uh, there are so many wine stores that have a very extensive selection of kosher wines. Uh, the vast majority, the mass majority of liquor stores in New York uh, have at least a kosher section. There's also many kosher exclusive stores uh, who have a very extensive selection. Uh, most of the wines there are uh, from our portfolio, uh, but there are also many others that are also great. Uh, and, uh, and if you're outside of the, tri- uh, of the tricep area, it depends where you are. If you're in Miami, if you're in Los Angeles, uh, if you're in Chicago, there are also many stores, uh, where you can walk in. St. Louis, we have, a, I'm sorry, we have a huge Midwestern crowd now that we're syndicated. So any of those places where there's a huge population, probably near Chabad, tell us where they can That's go. Sure. I'm sorry. So if you are not in one of those big metropolitan areas, uh, of the United States, uh, there are many stores online, even if you are actually, you know, it's so convenient. Uh, you can order online. There are several websites, uh, online stores uh, that have great prices, great selections. Uh, often there is free shipping on the case. Uh, the prices are often better uh, than, uh, than in brick and mortar stores. Uh, so there, there is really no excuse uh, to not be able to get uh, to get those great wines. So for spring 2022, what is the biggest trend in wine, in kosher wine? Wow, what is the biggest trend? Uh, you know, that's something that I've been working on for years. Uh, it's a big pet peeve of, of mine, uh, white wines. Uh, there are so many people in our community, in the Jewish community, uh, who have been, you know, very much uh, close-minded uh, with regards to the, the types of wine that they, uh, that they consume. And that's something that I've been working on personally to really open up people's minds and get them to try different things, you know, get out of their comfort zone. And, uh, and you can see that on this, 
uh, with the, the selection that we're offering, uh, we have a tremendous portfolio of white wines from all over the world. Uh, one of my favorite, which just uh, was released, uh, comes from New Zealand. Uh, it's called uh, Rima Pere. It's a winery uh, that is owned and operated by the famous Rothschild family uh, from France. Uh, they have uh, wineries, uh, some of the most famous wineries uh, in Bordeaux. They have also wineries uh, in uh, Chile, in Argentina, and Rima Pere in New Zealand. So it's a Sauvignon Blanc. It retails for approximately $20, $22. It's affordable. Uh, it's a delicious Sauvignon Blanc. It's an amazing, amazing wine. Uh, something that I really recommend for the upcoming uh, holidays. Uh, and uh, in general, throughout the year, it's just a fantastic wine, especially with the summer coming ahead and the weddings and, uh, and you know, chilling by the pool uh, or by the beach. Uh, it, it's an amazing wine. It's so delicious. It's so refreshing. Rima Perez Sauvignon Blanc. I can't wait to try it. So you were talking about white wines. I'm going to take it a step further. In the past, we've talked a lot about supporting Israeli wines, especially from Judea Samaria, because of what's going on with the BDS movement. But in this season, I really have decided to do the quote unquote made in America. We have wonderful selections that are made right here. Suggest a white wine that's made in America. Of course. So, for instance, uh, one of your favorite wines, actually, uh, Cindy, uh, is the Barn Herzog Pinot Grigio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Barn Herzog, so those wines uh, hail from California. Uh, they are very high quality, but for a very affordable price. Very affordable. Run for about $10, 12 13 uh, They're all below $15. Uh, and there is the Barn Herzog Chenin Blanc, which is fantastic. The selection really one, the select one. Yeah. And uh, there's also Chardonnay. There's also Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, there's a really uh, great selection there. And if you like sparkling wine and you want something really that, you know, you can celebrate with, uh, without breaking the bank also, there's the Herzog Lineage Momentous. Uh, so that's really the American wine par excellence. Why am I saying that? Because the grapes are grown in California, in Clarksburg, California. Uh, however, the wine is bottled uh, here in New Jersey. Uh, why is that? Because the method to make this sparkling wine requires certain equipment that the winery uh, in California does not have yet. Uh, but we have here at our winery in uh, uh, in uh, New York, actually, uh, we have uh, uh, we have the equipment to produce the sparkling wine. So they get the grapes from California and they produce the wine uh, and ball and ball it here uh, on the East Coast. And it's an amazing wine. It's also below twenty dollars. Uh, Herzog lineage, momentous, delicious wine. I expect a bottle. Wine Chardonnay. Excuse me. I expect a couple of bottles. It sounds delicious. I'm, I know I'm a creature of habit, but. I tell everybody, Passover is a great time with four cups. Start with the white, go with the rosé, and you know, and then build up to that red. You could experiment, make a great wine bar for your seder, and you have two nights to do it. So, <laughs> so I have to tell you, in my Shalak Manav, my Purim uh, gift bas- basket, I received something I never saw before—a coffee liqueur that's kosher for Passover. What are the new liqueurs that are out for Passover? Okay, so liqueurs, uh, for those who like tequila, whether, you know, uh, on its own or to make cocktails with, uh, it's not always so easy to find one that is kosher for Passover. Uh, The vast majority of them are kosher, uh, but for Passover, it's a little more complicated. Uh, So we have the new Zarza Blanco tequila, the silver tequila, uh, 100% agave from Mexico. Uh, it's a delicious tequila, and it has a kosher for Passover certification. So, and it's also it's also quite affordable. Uh, so, it's a really a, a really nice option to uh, to to add to your list of uh, kosher spirits for Passover. Uh, there is also a, a lot more things to discover. One of my favorite uh, spirits for Passover, uh, something that is extremely popular in Europe. Uh, but not so much in America, actually, and that's a shame, I think, uh, is the uh, Slivovitz. 
So Slivovitz is a distilled brandy made from plums, uh, and uh, it's really quite delicious. Uh, we have the Jelinek Silver uh, Slivovitz, which is kosher for Passover. Uh, beautiful bowl, so beautiful packaging. Uh, really great for gift if you're gifting it to yourselves or uh, to friends, host, family, wherever you're going to go uh, for uh, Easter, for the Seder, for Passover. Uh, it's really a delicious, uh, a delicious decor. Uh, it has a, a very subtle uh, note of almond, and that comes from the pith of uh, the plum uh, that actually comes from uh, the, the, same, uh, the same family, if you like. Uh, of almond, it really gives a delicious flavor to the to the liqueur, uh, and it has a very smooth texture. Uh, it's also really, a great, really delicious. It's a great liqueur to like make a great dessert with, especially if you don't want a heavy dessert after you know the seders are going to end so late this year because of the way the clock worked out for so many of us. A lot of people like lighter desserts. There's nothing like uh, you know f- making uh, fresh fruit and having it with some of these liqueurs. It's an amazing idea. Where can our audience find out more from you, reach out to you directly, and find out more about Royal Wines? Of course. You can always check out our website, royalwine.com, to see, you know, all the the products that we have. Uh, And you can browse our, uh, uh, you can browse online on Google where to find them. Uh, There's a website I recommend. Uh, both to find online uh, the wines that you're looking for, but also to find uh, stores nearby uh, where you live or where you're going to spend the, the holiday. Uh, it's called winesearcher.com, wine-searcher.com. And you just type in, you'll see the selection can uh, choose by the state or, or all of the country or all of the world. And then you just type in the, the wine or the liqueur that you're looking for, and uh, you can find it very easily. Gabriel Geller, Royal Wines. You don't have to be Jewish with Cindy or with Gabe or with any of these wines because there are so many to choose from. You'll never be disappointed. Thank you so much for joining the Cindy Gross Show. Thank you so much, Cindy. And just like that, the show is ending. I can't believe we've had an hour of politics. We've had an hour of wine and liquor and Of course, I'm going to give you some pearls of wisdom in my closing. This week, we saw something at the Academy Awards that was very, very scary for many reasons. Yes, Will Smith is entitled to defend his wife and family, but there are better ways to do it. I don't think that after several years of being told about blacks being abused, we should see black on black violence for billions were watching around the world. Let's face it, they're in entertainment. They sat maskless in a crowded arena. They talked about Zelensky in Ukraine, but let's face it, What are they really doing to help the situation? And let's be really honest. Donald Trump and his family were the butt of so many jokes at every one of these award shows for years. I never saw any of them use their hands. This week I wrote an article because I remember very clearly as if it was yesterday watching the series finale of Sex and the City when Samantha was giving a speech, wearing a wig, sweating. And she took off the wig and all the women who were bald got up and took off their wigs in a sign of solidarity. I suggested in my article, Will Smith could have won accolades around the world and be a hero for cancer victims, for victims of every medical uh, situation where men, women, and children lose their hair. He could have gone up and said, Chris, 
I stand by my wife. She is beautiful inside and out. And she is a leader for women who lose their hair with medical issues. I always go back to 1977 as Jew watching a horrible acceptance speech by Vanessa Redgrave calling people who live in Israel Zionist hoodlums and supporting terrorists. The same terrorists that are threatening people around the world today, innocent victims, women and children. Patty Shayevsky, the only person to win three separate Academy Awards for screenwriting on his own. A brilliant man got up and said in a few sentences, the award is not big history. A simple thank you would have sufficed. I know people are in debates about this, but there is no debate about violence. If that was a school teacher, this person would have been sent into a rubber room with a full investigation. If this was someone in law enforcement, his badge would have been taken. He would have been suspended with a full investigation. If this was a small business owner, probably would have been fired without a union. Listen, these days, there's always a witness and someone's putting this on YouTube and Instagram and sending it to the news. We didn't even have to do it this time. It was there. I I didn't see it, actually, but I saw it in Japan TV. I saw it in Australian TV with the cursing. In a time when we are supposed to love one another and entertain, maybe the joke was cruel. But let's face it, Will and Jada Smith were not the first public figures, the butt of a joke. And Will was laughing. He thought it was funny. I wonder if Will is going to beat up all the fashion stylists and fashion reporters that called Jada Pickett Smith the worst dressed at the Academy Awards. They called her green gown a garden of lettuce. And let us end on that note. Thank you for joining the Cindy Grow Show. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining today's Cindy Grow Show, America's premier Jewish woman activist. Be sure to download Cindy's next show as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish podcasts. See you next time on the Cindy Gross Show.